here trying to help you. I'm here to give you what it took me 30, 30 years in ministry to get. And yes, he is good. Oh my God, oh my. Isn't that something? God is good. Can you say that with me this morning? God is good. Hallelujah. Yeah, I love to say it like that. He's a good God. Praise God for his goodness. Get your Bible. Let's get right into God's word. One hour. One solid hour of God's word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Colossians chapter number one. Giving thanks to the Father. That's the series we own, part six. This is volume number two already. Man, we haven't even got into all the time. We're going to show you that Paul lived a life of thanksgiving. We're going to show you that. And that's what happened when you're in God's grace. You can't do nothing in grace but be thankful. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Praise God for his goodness. All right, Colossians chapter number one. You ought to have your Bible by now. Colossians chapter one and verse nine. For this cause also since the day we heard it, Paul says. Since what we heard what? Heard you were saved. Heard you was in Christ. We cease not to pray for you. And the desire that you might be filled now with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom, spiritual understanding. So not only once you get saved, you got to get the word. That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Then he's telling you how to live your life. Here it is, being fruitful. Remember that's what the thing started with Adam? Be fruitful. Multiply, replenish the earth, subdue and have dominion. All right? that you might be worthy of the Lord and all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness. Here's our series, giving thanks to the Father. Somebody ought to shout that out, out there, door of faith on Facebook this morning, you who are watching us live all over the world, you ought to be able to say that this morning. Giving thanks to the Father, in the midst of death, in the midst of death, you are still going to give thanks unto the Lord. That's what you got to understand. God is keeping you alive. Yes. See, we always read about the children of Israel in Egypt. Guess what? God kept them alive. God is keeping you alive. Over 150 plus thousands uh, right now died since April, March. March, April, May, June, July, four months. Four months, over 150,000 people have died because of this disease, this virus. But God has kept you alive. You ought to just understand why. I'm telling you, you got to give thanks to the Father. I'm telling you, we're going to show you, we're going to share some word with you on the word Father coming up. Because when he's your Father, he's your source. When he's your father, he's your provider. Oh, see, we're going to get on all of that. That's why you got to give him the praise. Giving thanks to the Father, Paul says, which has made us meet to be partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. We talked on that already. He gave us his inheritance. He has delivered us from the power of darkness. God has already delivered you out of that kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Translated you into the kingdom of God, dear son. What an awesome God we serve. Where are you now? You are in the kingdom of God. I need somebody out there to shout it out that I'm in the kingdom of God, dear son. 
I'm in the kingdom of God, dear son. I'm in the kingdom of light. I'm in the kingdom of heaven. I'm in the kingdom of light. See, all that's the king. That's where you are. You're in the kingdom of God, son. That's where you are. You're not in darkness no more. You're not in Adam anymore. You're not in the old man. You're not in the world. You're not in the flesh. You're in Christ. And we're going to show you what all that means this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you now for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for being our Heavenly Father. And Lord, we thank you for all those people we are praying for this morning. Brother Gene Gooden, I want you to know I'm praying for you, brother, every day, every night. Make a mention of you in my prayer. Robert Crump, I'm letting you know I'm praying for you, son. I'm praying for you every day, every night. See, that's what we got to do. We got to pray. Paul said, make a mention of you in my prayers. That's what we got to do. We got to pray for one another. I've been through something. People prayed for me. Thank you, all those who pray for their pastor. I am what I am by the grace of God. Because somebody's praying for me. I'm letting you know in this ministry, if you're part of the Dual Faith Christian Church, or if you're part of the body of Christ, I'm praying for you. Then if you don't even know Christ, I'm praying for you that you will come into the knowledge of God's Son. No one see you die. No one see you go to hell when you can be saved in Christ. Amen. In the name of Jesus, our Lord, we praise you, Father, for your victory today, for your death, burial, and resurrection. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. Your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding, your grace, your truth, your mercy, your righteousness, your peace, your joy in the Holy Ghost. Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, now, let's go to work. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Got a lot I want to show you today. I want to, I want to show you today uh, because I taught you on what is the kingdom of, of darkness. I taught you uh, also God translated us into his, uh, the kingdom of his dear son. And then also, I'm on now, Christ is the kingdom of God. I'm showing you Christ is the kingdom. If God translated you into the kingdom, he translated you into Christ. All right? That's what God did. While you are yet in your soul, let me show you that in Romans chapter 8. While you are yet in your flesh, God has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. What an awesome thing to know that I'm talking to you but I'm in the kingdom. My soul is in the kingdom. That's what you got to understand. Is your soul in the kingdom? Out of all this death around us, is your soul in the kingdom? Romans chapter number 8, verse 8 says, So then they that are in the flesh. When a person is not in the flesh, he's not saved. He cannot please God. But then Paul goes to say in Romans 8, verse 9, But you are not in the flesh. Then he told you where you are. You are in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's none of his. So if you have the Spirit of Christ in you, here's verse number 10. If Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But now the Spirit is life. Somebody ought to say that with me this morning. The Spirit is life. When God gave you his Holy Spirit, guess what he gave you? He gave you life. Praise God. You have eternal life already in God's Son because of God's righteousness. All right. Now, what I want to do, I want to go back because we were showing you something while we was on there. There are a lot of things I can teach when I get on them. I'm on them now. So I can teach them now. Let's go back to the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter number 17 because 
In Luke 17, God gave us a definition of the kingdom. Luke chapter 17. He gave you a definition of the kingdom. Now, you got you to understand what's going on here. Jesus Christ taught the gospel of the kingdom. Paul taught the gospel of Christ or the gospel of grace. Totally different. The Jews were before the cross, on this side of the cross. They were before the cross. They had to believe in the name of the Son of God. They had to believe Jesus Christ is the Christ. You see, that's why all through it says, who do men say that I am? Because they had to believe he's the Christ. You're on this side of the cross. You're after Jesus' death, being and resurrection, so you got to look back. You didn't know Jesus. You weren't here when Jesus came. So you got to believe that he died for you, he's buried and raised again from the dead. That's why you have to believe. And most people are taught wrong. They're taught on this side that they got to believe on this side that, that who Jesus is. You're not believing that no more. He's already been raised from the dead. So now you got to believe God raised him from the dead. He died for your sins. He's buried. He raised. See, you believe in what God did for you is how you say. Not who he is. See, that's what happened when people giving us the, the Roman 10, 9, and 10 message. Confessing who he is. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that's what you're doing. You're confessing who he is. That is not the New Testament way to be saved. Now, I know people would argue with me and fuss with me, but let me tell you something. I was right there where you were for over 20 years. And when the, when the Lord showed me, he said, son, that's the gospel of the kingdom. I'm going to try my best today to show it to you in my message because I'm here. Now, watch what it says in Luke chapter number 17 and verse 20. And when he was the man of the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo here, lo there. Behold, watch this, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, if the kingdom of God is within you, it's not the revelation. Let me show you the revelation. Let's go show you the revelation, shall we? That's Colossians. Now, I'm showing you the mystery because that's all the kingdom of God can be. The kingdom of God is the mystery. Let's show you that. Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 26. Let's show you the revelation of the mystery. Now, in, Revelation, in Colossians chapter 1, verse 25, watch what Paul said. Well, I was made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for, for you to fulfill the word of God. Watch what he says. Even the mystery which has been hid. Remember, the gospel of the kingdom was the mystery. Paul said it has been hid because Jesus only preached to you mysteries. It has been hid from ages and from generations, but now. Come on, now Paul is telling you, but now. He's after the cross. He's preaching after the cross. But now is made manifest by his saints. I'm sorry, to his saints. Well, what was made manifest to his saints? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery. Remember, the kingdom of God was on the mystery. He's showing you God is making known what is the riches of the glory of the mystery 
among the Gentiles, here it is, which is Christ in you. Now, Jesus Christ preached the gospel of the kingdom, and he preached the kingdom is within you. But he didn't preach the revelation of the mystery that was given to us by the Holy Spirit. Which is, Colossians 1.27, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory, whom we preach. See, Paul is telling you this is who we preach, one in every man, teaching every man all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect, watch this, in Christ. All right, now, let's go show you another one. So Paul told you, let's go to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Just one verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. Examine yourselves. Now, this is what Paul tells the church at Corinth. Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves? How that Jesus Christ, watch this, is in you. Jesus Christ is where? Is in you except you be reprobate. So Paul is not preaching to the Gentiles or Jesus Christ that's coming. Paul is preaching to the Gentiles a Christ that's in you. So let's go back and see what he preached to the church of God, shall we? Now we, we're going we're gonna to re- read this Luke chapter 17. Let's do Luke 17 again. Then we're going to go back to Thessalonians. See, he's preaching to the church of God. Don't you know that Thessalonians is the church of God? See, if you just read your Bible, you'll know that. Look at Acts 17. Let me show you something. Look at Acts chapter 17. See, you got to know your Bible. I've been through all that stuff you're going through. Paul's in Thessalonica. Acts 17, that's why we have history. That's what that's for. Acts 17, verse 1. Now, when they had passed through Amphilus, Amphipolis, Amphipolis, I'm sorry, and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Now, here they already passed through Amphipolis and also Amphipolia, and they came to Thessalonica, watch this, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. Thessalonica. Paul, as his manner was, in, uh, went in unto them three Sabbath days, 21 days, reasoned with them out of the scriptures, opening a legend here and here that Jesus must need have suffered and raised again from the dead, and that Jesus, watch this, whom I preach to you is Christ. What, what, was, what was he preaching? He was preaching that Jesus is the Christ. And some of them believed and considered with Paul and Silas, and some of them a, devout, a, a Greek, a devout multiply, a multitude, I'm sorry, one of chief women, not a few. But the Jews which believed not moved with envy, took unto them certain lewd fellows of the basin sort, gathered themselves a company. They didn't believe. Peter, uh, uh, Paul was preaching to them Jesus. Now let's go back to, to chapter number 9 and let's see what Paul preached when he came to his message. Acts chapter number 9. See, when you see what Paul preached, 
And when Paul, when Paul met Jesus Christ, watch what he preached. Acts chapter 9, Paul conversion, right? Let's find out what did he preach. In Acts chapter 9, and we're going to go, we're going to go and begin to see down. Uh, yeah, we can start at verse 19. But let's go all the way down to verse 19. It says, and when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then said Saul, remember he was Saul, which is, which is his uh, a name before Paul. Remember he had a Hebrew name and a Gentile name. To the Hebrews, he, he was Paul. See, he was Saul. But he had to change the name to Paul because he really trying to lose his identity. You understand? So folks really wouldn't know who he was. So when he preached to the Gentile, he was Paul. The Jew knew him as Saul. All right, but here we go, though. In verse number 20. In verse 19, he just said, when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then said Saul certain days with the disciple, which is at Damascus. Number one, Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ, watch what he preached, though, in the synagogue, that he is the Son of God. So he's preaching to the Jews, but he preaches to them Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Now, a lot of people are preaching this for their salvation. That's not your salvation. That's all I'm trying to get you to see. Please take time and understand Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and not your salvation. I know you're saying, oh, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus. We did too. We used to do that here too. Confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart. God raised Jesus from the dead. Thou shall be, not saved, you shall be. Understand, they had to come to the knowledge of the truth that Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God, was the beginning of their faith. I want to show you that. But after the cross, you got to believe in his death, bed, and resurrection to be saved. All right, now, in verse number 20, straightway, he preached Christ in their synagogue. Here it is, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him was amazed and said, Is not this to destroy them that call on this name in Jerusalem? And came hither for that intent, that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. But Saul increased the more. And Paul didn't have the revelation of the mystery yet. He only preached Jesus the Christ, the Son of God. But he increased them all in strength and confounded, confused the Jews which dwell at Damascus, watch this, proving that this is the very Christ. And that's what people are trying to do today. They're trying to still preach that Jesus is the Christ to be saved. And watch what it says. I'm going to keep reading verse 23. And after many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. But the line and weight was known of Saul, and they watched the gate night and day to kill him. Then the disciples took him by night, let him down by a wall in the basket. They took him back home. And what happened in verse number 31, that same chapter, then had the churches rest throughout all Judea, Galilee, Samaria, and was edified, walking in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Ghost, and they were multiplied because they got rid of Saul. They took him home. All right? He did not have the revelation of the mystery. Let me show you when he got it. Go to Galatia, chapter number one. Now, this is what I'm trying to get you to see. Galatians chapter one. That's why I always say to people, 
Don't just go out and start teaching something. You got to first learn. You got to get the revelation of the mystery first. Remember, let me show you that in Romans 16, 25. I'm going to go back to Galatians 1. But look at Romans 16, 25. Just going to show you one verse. Let me show you what Paul preached. Revelation chapter 16, verse 25. I haven't found many people. Romans 16, 25. Just one verse. It says, now the hymn that's a power to establish us, Romans 16, 25, according to my gospel. So if you get a chance, you want to just note that word according to my gospel. Because Paul's gospel was the gospel of Christ, Romans 1, 16. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation to every man that believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. Romans 1, 16. But here he says, Romans 16, 25, Now to him there's a power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, watch this, according to the revelation of the mystery. Why is he saying that? Because the gospel of the kingdom is the mystery. Jesus preached mysteries. You go back and read it. I'll tell you where to read it at. Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8. Read them three chapters you will find out that Jesus Christ preached the mystery. The gospel of the kingdom is the mystery, and they are mysteries. Jesus, Paul didn't preach the mysteries. Paul preached the revelation of the mystery. Watch this. Now to him is a power, Romans 16, 25, to establish you according to my gospel, and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery. Well, what's the revelation of the mystery? Christ. He's going to tell you here right now, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret. He was kept secret since the world began. But now it's made manifest by the scriptures of the prophets, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, made known to all nations for the obedience of faith. So what's the revelation of the mystery? Christ. What's the mystery? The gospel of the kingdom. See, so you have to write them down. The gospel of the kingdom is a mystery. So you're reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. What does he keep telling you? Mysteries. What did Paul say? Behold, I show you a mystery. So what is Paul doing? He's giving you the revelation of the mystery. Well, where did Paul learn all this at? Go to Galatians chapter 1 and verse 11. Revelation, Galatians chapter 1. Let, let me back up to verse 6. I need to teach this while I'm here. Galatians chapter 1, verse 6, Paul says, I marveled that you are soon removed from him that called you, watch this, into the grace of Christ, watch this, to another gospel. Now, what is he talking about? There was but two gospels there. There was a law, and then there was a gospel of the kingdom, and then there was a gospel of Christ. So he says, which is not another, verse 7, but there'll be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Remember, that's what Paul preached, the gospel of Christ. And so what we do is when we hear in the scripture that it says the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, we think that's the gospel of Christ. No, it's not. The gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ means the gospel that Christ preached. Well, what did Christ preach? He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Let me show it to you. 
Paul preached the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew chapter number 4, verse 23. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Matthew chapter 4 and verse number 23. It says in Matthew 4, 23, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sicknesses, all manner of diseases among the people. Now let me show you another verse. In Matthew 24, 13, watch what Jesus is going to tell them. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 13. But he that endure to the end shall be saved. And this gospel, what gospel, pastor? The gospel of Christ? No. The gospel that Christ preached. See, it says, what did Christ preach? The gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel of the kingdom, told you right there. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached for witness to all nations, and then shall the end come. Well, was the gospel of the kingdom preached? Yes, sir. Colossians chapter 1, verse 6 and 23. Let's go to it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 6 and verse number 23. Colossians chapter 1, verse 6. Watch what Paul says. Which is come unto you as is in all the world and bringing forth fruit as it does also in you since the day you heard it and you knew, watch this, the grace of God in truth. All right, verse number 26. He preached the truth. That's what it was called. Verse 26, Colossians chapter 1 and verse 26. Even the mystery which has been hid from generations, but now is made manifest to a saint. Verse 23 is what I want, I'm sorry. Verse 23, it says, if you continue in the faith, rooted and grounded and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, watch this, and was preached, and was preached, and was preached to every creature which is under heaven. What gospel was preached? The gospel of the kingdom. That's how Paul was made a minister. Which gospel was preached? Let me show you when he, when he wrote that. Go to Acts chapter 20. Look at Acts chapter 20. See, that's the gospel Paul preached before he preached the gospel of Christ. He preached the gospel that Christ preached, and then he had preached the gospel of Christ. Or Acts chapter number 20 and verse 20. Paul said, how I kept back nothing that was profitable for you, but I showed you and taught you publicly from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Gentiles, also to the Greeks, he says. What did he preach to them? Repentance towards God. That's the gospel of the kingdom. I'll show you that when I get to Hebrew chapter 6. He preached repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. They had faith in his name. Faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Now that gospel ended, that's Hebrew chapter 6, the first six verses. Now he's going to say here, And now behold, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the thing that shall befall me there, 
say that the Holy Ghost witnessed in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life due unto myself, that I may finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is. Here's the ministry he received to testify the gospel of the great, not the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that you all among whom I have gone preaching. Oh my God, this is so plain. Verse 25 said, now behold, I know that you all whom I have gone preaching. Well, what's he getting ready to do now? Get locked up. See, once he goes to Jerusalem, he's going to get locked up for the rest of his life. But he had already finished preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He's going to tell you right here, among whom I know that you all among whom I have passed tense, I have gone preaching, I have gone preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's what he preached, the kingdom of God. You shall see me no more. I've already preached that message to the Jews. Wherever I take you to record this day that I'm pure from the blood of all men, I have not shown to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Take heed, therefore, to yourselves and to the flock over which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers. Talk to the Jewish believers. Feed the church of God. You got to read that. Feed the church of God. He said the body of Christ. Feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Then he's going to tell them, he said, look, I know that after my departure, grievous wolves shall enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also of your own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, and draw away disciples after them. Therefore watch, remember, that by the space of three years I cease not to want every one day and night with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God. Watch this. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. I, I commend you to God. I commend you to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. If, if you're not... If, if, if you're not getting the gospel of grace preached to you, how are you going to get your inheritance? By grace are you saved. Through faith, not of yourself, it's the gift of God. And now, brothers, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up, give you an inheritance among them which are sanctified, which was the saints that was going on. All right, now, let's go back to the gospel of St. Luke because I'm trying to get you to see something here. In the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 17, in verse 20, we're going to get down to what I need to get down to. Now. And now, when he was the man of the Pharisee, when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here, lo, there. Behold, the kingdom of God is within you. I want to make sure we get that. The kingdom of God is within you. And he said to the disciples, The days will come when you shall desire to see one of the days of the Son of Man and shall not see it. And they shall say to you, see here, or see there, go not after them, not follow them. For as the lightning that lightens out of the one part of heaven shineth unto the other part of heaven, so shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Then it says, but first he must suffer many things and be rejected of this generation. 
And as in the days of Noah, then he's going to give him, as in the days of Noah, so should the coming of the Son of Man be. When the day that Noah entered into the ark, at that day the flood came. Then he gave him another, in the days of Lot, verse 29, that same day Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone. And then in verse 30, he's going to tell you something. He said, even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Well, let's go in Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians. Let's see when the Son of Man was revealed. See, people are still waiting for the Son of Man to be revealed. And the Son of Man was revealed in 2 Thessalonians. That's what he told you. The Son of Man has been revealed, but he wasn't revealed to you naturally, physically. As in the days of Noah, as in the days of Lot, that's how it would be when the Son of Man revealed. That's what he gave you in Luke chapter 17. Let's show it to you. It did happen. 2 Thessalonians chapter number 1. And in verse number 7. And you which are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus, here it is, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed. What do you think Paul learned that from? From Jesus when he taught it in Luke 17 and 30. When the Son of Man is revealed. He's revealed from heaven with his mighty angel. Wait a minute. Jesus is revealed to the Jews, believer, at that day, the 12 tribes of Israel. He was revealed to them with his mighty angels. He wasn't revealed to you with no mighty angels. Because to them, they had to fulfill Daniel chapter number 7, verse 9 to the end of that chapter. He came to judge the world. Now, he don't need to reveal to you to judge the world. The world was judged 2,000 years ago. See, so your judgment will be with fire if you're not in Christ. And you die, and you die, and your soul go to hell for eternity. So you still judge, but not like they were. And please don't go to hell for nobody. Don't try to prove a point, okay? It's not worth it. All right? But watch what he's told them. He's going to come with his might of angels. And then in, in, in verse number 8, it says, In flaming fire, taking vengeance. There's no more vengeance in the new covenant. The old covenant, Jesus said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. Well, he already repaid. All right? So here it is. He came taking vengeance on them that know not God. And watch this, and those that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what is the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ? It's the gospel that our Lord Jesus Christ preached. Let me read that out of the good news, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 8. I hope you're getting this. 2 Thessalonians. See, this is where the mistake is. People don't know the word. They're not reading. They're not reading what it's saying. They think they got it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 8. I'm reading out the good news. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 7 says, And he will give relief to you who suffer and to us as well. So you know good and well us is Paul in this 2,000 years ago. He will do this when the Lord Jesus appears from heaven with his mighty angels, with flame and fire, to punish those who reject God 
Watch this. And who do not obey the good news about our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, what was the good news about our Lord Jesus Christ? That he was the Messiah. He was the Christ. He was the one that should come into the world. And they did not believe that. And that's why Jesus told them, if you don't believe that I'm the Christ, you're going to die in your sins. That would be John chapter 8. You read that, verse 24, 21 through 24. If you don't believe I'm the Christ, you're going to die in your sins. All right. Now, let's move on. So in 2 Thessalonians, they didn't believe the gospel. But I want to give you a few more to show you what it means when it said they did not believe the gospel. Well, I gave you Matthew chapter 24. It says in verse 13 and 14, the gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached for a witness in all the world. And then, let's go back and look at it again. And then shall the end come. He told you what gospel had to be preached before he would return. Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 13. Verse 14. And this gospel, they asked Jesus, when was he coming again? See, if you go back and read the beginning of that teaching, especially in verse number 3, he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him proudly saying, tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of your coming? And the end of the world. All the question was answered right here. One of the answers he gave was verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. And then shall the end come. Well, the gospel was preached. Acts chapter 11, verse 1. Just, just keep going. Acts chapter 11. See, if you just go find out what that gospel is, you'll know it wasn't what Paul preached. Paul wasn't preaching the gospel of Christ in Acts chapter 11. I'm going to go show you that in Galatians just a minute. Acts chapter number 11, verse 1. Peter still in charge. And the apostles and brethren that were in Judea heard that the Gentiles, watch this, had received the word of God. Well, what word of God had the Gentile received? Back, back to Acts chapter number 10, and you'll be able to see that in verse number 42. He commanded us to preach to all the people. This is what Peter's telling them. Peter, now remember, that Christ commanded them to preach to all the people and to testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of the quick and the dead. To him give all the prophets witness that he is the Christ. And through his name, remember their salvation was in the name Jesus. Whoever believe in him, see it said believe his death, being and resurrection, but believe in him shall receive remission of sins. Remember, that's how they were saved. They had to repent and believe that Jesus is the Christ for the remission of sin. Then Peter was preaching this to Gentiles. He was at Cornelius' house. And then it says in verse 44, While Peter yet spake these words to the Gentiles, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. Now, watch this. Now, why am I preaching you Christ in you the hope of glory? Why am I preaching you the gospel of the kingdom is in you? 
because most people have never received the Holy Spirit in them. They, they're, 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 they're going by their emotions. I can feel the Holy Ghost. Listen, watch these people. These people the Holy Ghost came up on, and yet they wasn't saved. Watch this. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. See, you can sit in a church and not be saved. The Holy Ghost can come on you, but he can't come in you until you receive his son's death, burial, and resurrection. Watch this. The Holy Ghost fell on them who heard the word. And they were, they of the circumcision which were Jews which believed. They were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles, we're on the land that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was poured out on the Gentiles. The Holy Ghost on you is not eternal life. The Holy Ghost in you is eternal life. The kingdom of God must be in you. See, God can use anybody you want to use. You can feel the presence of God. God used King Saul, and he prophesied. And five minutes later, he tried to kill David. That's not salvation. Watch this. The Holy Ghost came on them. And the Bible said, And they heard them speak with tongues, and magnify God. Now here they are speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost came on them. And watch what Peter said. Can any man forbid, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost as we? They were Gentile. They received the Holy Ghost because they believed in Jesus Christ. And now they command them to be baptized. Watch this. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then they prayed for them to tarry a certain day. I'm showing you all these things that they were doing. They hadn't received the Holy Ghost for salvation. Holy Ghost came on them. Those people before the cross were saved because they believed that Jesus, Jesus is the Christ. That's not your salvation. So the Holy Ghost came on them. The Holy Ghost is God's sickness to show that you are his. All right, but let me show you what happened to us today. Look at Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter number 1. Let me show it to you. I know a lot of folks think they already got it and already know. But let me show you something. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 13. In whom you also trusted, to my Christ, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, now, if that was not a different gospel, why would Paul say the gospel of your salvation? In whom also after you believed, you were sealed, S-E-A-L-E-D, with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto redemption of the personal possession unto the praise of his glory. I'm going to give you three things I want you to write down. Some of you out there on Facebook, I want you to write these three things down. Ephesians chapter 1, you want to put down the word chosen. Ephesians chapter 1, you want to put down the word chosen. And then the second thing I want to show you in verse number 7, 
You want to put down the word redemption. That's going to be number two. And then I just gave you number three. You want to put down the word seal. S-E-A-L-E-D. Now God did a lot more than that. But I'm going to show you the minister of the Father. The minister of the Father is he chose you. He chose you. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 5, verse 4. He chose you in Christ before the foundation of the world. That we would be holy without blame before him in love. Having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. See, that means he chosen us. So I want somebody to get busy out there and put down, he chose me. That's the first thing God did. That's what the Father did. The Father chose you. My God of mine. But he not only chose me, he did something else. Number, verse number seven, he redeemed me. Now, when I talk about redemption, I'm talking about what the Son did. When I talk about he chose me, I'm talking about what the Father did. So I want somebody to put this thing together. Said the Father chose me. Said the Son redeemed me. And the Holy Ghost sealed me. I want to make sure you can keep up out there. I don't know who you are out there, but I want to make sure you can keep up. Number one, the Father chose me. The Son bought me, redeemed me with his own blood. And then the Holy Ghost sealed me. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. You know, you hear people say, oh yeah, when praises go up, blessing come down. I'm going I'm to I'm straighten that out in this house because that's really backwards. It's the other way around. It's because blessings already come down. Praises should now go, should go up. Giving thanks to the Father. Why should we give him thanks? Because the blessings has already come down. Blessings are not coming. God has already, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed already blessed you. Blessings has already came. He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And since the blessings has already come down, guess what? The praises ought to already start going up. To you, the praises are going up because you're thanking God for the blessings now. You're not trying to get God to do nothing for you. You need to be thanking God for what he's already done. What a mighty God we serve. Well, let me, let me get to work here because I'm showing you what God has already done. See, he's talking about the gospel of the king. Let, let, me, show you, let me show you another one here. Matthew 25, 31. I'm not getting far, but you know, I got to teach next week, so 
If I don't get it all to you today, I get it to you. Matthew chapter number 25. Watch what this word tell you about the kingdom in Matthew chapter number 25. Verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory. I'm going to take you back to, I've, I'm not forgot, I'm going to take you back to uh, Galatians chapter 1 because I want to show you where the Christ was revealed in Paul. See, Paul is teaching to two different people. Paul is preaching a Christ in you and a Christ that was coming. There was a Christ that came and then there's a Christ that was seen and there was a Christ that wasn't seen. And you have to be able to know the difference. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all his holy angels with him. I'm reading you the same thing in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, verse number 1. I'm reading 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse 7. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7. He was revealed from heaven. He said, when the Son of Man shall come in his glory with all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. That was Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 through verse, the rest of that chapter. And then verse 32 says, And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. He shall set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Now, how can I know that he's talking about 2,000 years ago? Because nobody in the body of Christ is called sheep and goats. You don't use those terms to the body of Christ. He may talk about Gentiles, not saved, Jews, Gentiles. Paul didn't use the word sheep and, and goats uh, to us because he only used that to Israel because Jesus Christ was their shepherd. See, he was their shepherd and they were the sheep. And that's why he had some goat because they were hard-headed. And then he had some sheep who was obedient. All right? So that's why he taught John chapter 10, where the shepherd and the sheep. I'm the shepherd of the sheep. I'm the good shepherd. He taught that to Israel. See, he's talking to Israel. He's not talking to the body of Christ calling you. You are not sheep or goats. Now watch what he says. You are the children of God. You are the sons of God. See, in this teaching, I'm going to show you that God is your Father, and you're going to have to know what that means. Because when God's your Father, He's your source. He is your provider. He is your Father. All right. Now, Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 33. He shall set the sheep on the right hand and the goat on the left. Then shall the king say to them on the right hand, talking about, come ye, bless of my father. Watch what he's going to say. Watch what he did say to them. Inherit the kingdom. Watch this. Inherit the king. Well, who is the kingdom? Christ. That's why you have Colossians chapter 1, Ephesians chapter 1, we have obtained an inheritance. The inheritance is Christ. 
So he told them, inherit the kingdom, prepare for you, watch this, from the foundation of the world. Well, let's go see as he talking about Christ. Ephesians 1, 4. Inherit the kingdom, prepare for you from the foundation of the world. Inherit the kingdom, inherit the kingdom. Well, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 says, Verse 3 said, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him, watch this, before the foundation of the world. So if you have inherited the kingdom, prepared before the foundation of the world, who is that king? Christ. That we should be holy and blame without before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, that's what he's talking about. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, when you read this, you, you hear Jesus saying, uh, it's my father, good pleasure to give you the kingdom. It's my father, good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Well, what's the kingdom? That, that is my point. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. If he prepared it, Paul talked about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The kingdom was prepared, just like Noah's ark was prepared. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the kingdom was prepared, just like Noah's ark was prepared. 1 Corinthians chapter number 2 and verse 6, How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to know. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom of God, watch this, which God ordained before the world into our glory. Watch what he says, the wisdom. God ordained this wisdom for our glory before the world, before the, God ordained before the world unto our glory which none of the princes of this world knew, had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Here it is, but it is written, I has not seen, ear heard, neither have entered to the heart of man. Watch this. The things which God had, past tense prepared, he has prepared for them that love him. He has prepared for them that love him. Well, what did God prepare? I'm glad you showed me. He prepared for you the kingdom. Hebrew 11 and 10. Let's go to Hebrew 11 and 10. Hebrew chapter 11, verse 10. What did he prepare for you? Hebrew chapter 11. You worried about where your loved ones at? Let me tell you where they are. If they're in Christ, they are in the holy city. They're in the kingdom. They're in Christ. Hebrew 11 and verse number 6. I'm sorry, verse number 10. Hebrew 11 and 10. Talking about Abraham. Talking about Abraham. In verse 9, Hebrew 11 and 9, it said, By faith, Abraham sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country. He dwelt in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him. Watch that, heirs with him. Those are the two people who was heirs with him, Isaac and Jacob. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, watch what happened. 
by faith in verse number 8, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance. What he received for an inheritance, what did he receive? He obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went. He inherited the promised land, didn't he? Well, the promised land was a type of Christ. Watch this in verse number 10. He looked for a city which has foundation. Don't remember, don't forget that. We'll start that next week. He looked for a city which has foundation. Now, if you know anything about New Jerusalem, it has 12 foundations. I'm going to show it to you next week. You get a head start on me, read the book of Revelation chapter number 21, 22. New Jerusalem had 12 foundations. For he looked for a city. See, when God has saved you, he saved you so you can live with him in the holy city. New Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth for eternity. And yet people are giving up what God has for them so they can enjoy this earth and a little whiskey and a little beer and a, and a little dope and a, and a little... You giving up heaven? You giving up the kingdom of God? You giving up eternity with all your loved ones to enjoy this pleasure for this life? Think about it. He looked for a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Let's go over and look at verse 16. But now they desire a better country. That is a heavenly country. Wherefore God not ashamed to call them their God. He has prepared for them a city. You out there listen to me right now. You ought to raise your hand up before the Lord. God has prepared for you a city. A kingdom. See, a city is a lot of lights in the same place. And God said a number no man can number. We're talking about all the believers who have gone home to be with the Lord. God has put them in the kingdom of his son. It's a city, foundations. Oh my God, can't you feel it? Hallelujah. Hebrew chapter 13, verse 14. This just gets so good. Hebrew chapter 13, verse 14. For here we have no continuous city, but we look for one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Look at Hebrew chapter 12. Look what the Bible says in verse number 22. If you're saved, rejoice with me. If you're born of the Spirit, rejoice with me. If you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of you, Rejoice with me. If you have lost loved ones who have the Holy Spirit inside with, uh, inside of them, rejoice with me. Let me show you what it at. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. You are come. They have already come. 
You in Christ, you've already come. You'll come to Mount Zion. You come to the city of the living God. You'll come to the heavenly Jerusalem. You'll come to an innumerable company of angels. You'll come to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. You'll come to God and the judge of all unto the spirits of just men made perfect. You'll come to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant. You'll come to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better thing than that of Abel. You have already come. Now, you know, you got to understand something. When you're in Christ, this is where you are spiritually. You are sure to spend eternity in God's holy city because you have been given the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Somebody say a guarantee. God gave you the Holy Ghost. He guaranteed you, you will be there. Don't have to worry about, am I going to go? Where am I going to make it? Am I going I got the Holy Ghost, God's guarantee that I'm his son, his daughter, and I will spend eternity with my heavenly father. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Praise God for his goodness, for his mercy. Yes, sir. Christ is the kingdom of God. When you're in Christ, you're guaranteed everything God has for your life. What a time, what a time, what a time. It's an awesome thing to be home with the Lord. What a time, what a time, what a time. Wouldn't miss it for nothing. Let me show you something. First Corinthians chapter 15. This is all God asks you to do. You got people out there come out and tell you, oh, I don't believe in that stuff. Okay. You go your way and I go mine. You go your way and I go mine. But let me tell you something. You're going to die one day. Your soul is going to be required of you. Where's your soul going to spend eternity? You're going to spend eternity with the Lord? If not, you're going to spend eternity with the devil. And you can't spend eternity with the Lord if you don't give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You give it to him, you'll keep it. If you keep it yourself, you're going to lose it. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1, Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which is the gospel of Christ, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preach to you. Remember, he preached to you the gospel of Christ, Romans 1, 16. Unless you have believed in vain. He preached to you the cross. I deliver to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins, and he was buried, and God raised him again the third day according to the scripture. If your faith is in Christ, death, death, and resurrection, if I miss you from you, I'll see you in glory. My time is up. I thank you for yours. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.